Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome along to the Rangers Ravel podcast, a match reaction uh, on a day that saw Michael Bealside uh, welcome our German cousins Hamburg to Ibrox. Um, Rangers are running out eventual winners, 2-1 on the day. Um, before we go any further, I must mention our uh, sponsor for the podcast, Zenith Coins. Do use RR25 at the checkout and you get 25% discount there as well. For the moment, I must say I'm in, uh, I'm joined by Ian. Uh, we're going to go through play-by-play. Uh, play. Uh, please do get involved in the comments. Uh, there may be a familiar face joining us once they get out of Highbrook Stadium. Uh, but for the time being, it's Ian. Uh, Ian, how are you doing? Okay? Yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. Um, back in more traditional attire after the, the doing I got the other day for my shirt. <laughs> Uh, was tempted to wear an even worse one, but decided to go with tradition. Oh, no, I wish he had. I mean, Ian Pet Detective's been ringing around my head for a couple of days. I really enjoyed that, I must say. <laughs> um, so, Ian, listen, just a quick a quick summary from you. As you're sitting there now, having watched us run out 2-1 winners against Hamburg, Bundes, um, Liga 2 opposition. Really, they're in fine shape in terms of the, they play their first game next week. How do you think we've done? Hey, overall, we've done all right. Um, like I said, they're they're ahead of us in their preparation, so they're 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 a little bit quicker to the ball, a little bit fitter. Um, they could play the ball around well in the sort of middle to final third. They were a little bit uh, shaky at the back. Um, they certainly had a tactic, which we'll come on to in a bit when we start uh, talking about the game more. But I think overall, we did quite well. I mean, a raft of changes in the second half really does. Um, Reduce the gameplay, but overall, as a as a friendly goes, it was a decent game. Um, it wasn't played particularly first half. wasn't played your 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 usual friendly style. There was definitely some meaty challenges going in from both sides. Um, so yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it overall. Uh, even if I did get a little bored towards the end of the second half. 
Listen, I'm just going to recap the starting lineup for anyone that's just sort of coming in for their work or they've been at Silverburn with their, work, their wife and kids. Um, Rangers started with a, a, a goalkeeper of, of Jack Butland. Back four of Tav, Balligan, Davies, Ridvan. Uh, midfield three, Hadji, Raskin and Kieran Dow. And then the front three was uh, Fashion, Ravin Matondo and Abdullah Seema. Um, when you saw the lineup, uh, Ian, what was your, your first your first thoughts? My first thoughts was looking at the... the um... Subs bench and uh, thinking, well, if this was back in the day, back in the 90s, this would make a really good Nike day at Ibrox because I thought the two teams could have played against each other pretty well. Um, wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting to see Dessers and Lammers and all that first half and then go into the team, probably the team that was on in the first half into the second half. But um, good to see um, Hadji getting the start. Good to see... Um, the, actually, good to see Balligan getting the start as well. I quite like that. And Ridvan getting the start as well. Uh, and that, that kid, we're going to talk about him more later on, I'm sure. But that kid certainly impressed me today. Your lesson is, it, it, you touch on there in terms of um, the, the, the lineup and maybe faces you didn't think you'd see starting. I think pre, pre-game, Michael Beale did say uh, he was going to mix up the minutes and try and get players in. Uh, for 45 minimum, um, and I know some others getting to half an hour, etc. Um, it, it said it was really looking for everyone to start staking a claim now and to show uh, what they could bring to, to make Rangers better. Um, interesting, and I do want to mention this. You obviously mentioned Hadji starting now. Beale had sort of touched on Hadji and said it was important that, that he was. We were going to see him sort of starting deeper as um, too many of our technical players were starting with their back to goal. What do you take from that comment? It's not wrong. Um, I think you can see from, from Raskin was getting particularly annoyed that every time he had the ball, he looked up and everyone's looking at him. He's got nowhere to play it into. You can't play every ball into feet. We need to be working the channels, making the space, moving defenders, standing still and waiting for the ball. It's not going to work. Uh, it'll work in a friendly, but in a couple of weeks' time, when we start playing in the league and those Champions League qualifiers, it's going to need movement. So technical players, technical or not, find the space. And you can't really score when you're back to goal. So we've got to move forward. I I can see certain players got that ability to get the ball turned, pass, and all the rest of it. But just every now and again, it'd be nice to do something different. And when we did do it, we kind of cut them open. So it shows that the best way forward is on the front foot. Not that back to go, take the ball in, turn, have a little look and pass it. Because by then, all the channels have closed and you've got nothing. You'll end up giving the ball back. Sorry if you hear any uh, background noise. My kids are trying to get in, obviously. They haven't bothered with me all day, but now they can't get to me, they want me. Listen, you've got a staunch stranger supporting that family. We won't deny that. Um, okay, so the, the, the game kicks off, uh, and I think it didn't take long for Rangers to have a chance. Three minutes in, uh, Tavernier uh, Tavi, and Rabin Matondo link up inside the box, uh, and uh, Matondo gets a good shot away. Um, a lively start, would you say? Uh, lively start. Um, from Matondo's point of view, that was as good as it got. Um, I, I mean, as a kid, I really want to see do well, but he doesn't make it easy. Um, but yeah, it was a decent shot, decent save. I thought their keeper was pretty good, to be fair, all game. Um, I think it was the same one that started as it ended. No, I think they did make a change. Um, so, I so couldn't both, tell. Yeah, you couldn't tell. They were both of a, of a, of a high order today and, and both seemed switched on. So that was a, a really interesting battle for their fans. But for us, unfortunately, they did pull off a couple of good saves, which I think we'll get on to. Um, you know, it didn't take long for another chance to come in. Seven minutes in, Kieran Dow, who I must say really has caught the eye in, in, in both matches. I know he's only had 
uh, two first half appearances, so a total of maybe 90 minutes. But um, great work from him. And Hadji gets a chance and, and sort of puts it wide. Yeah, he was show Dow definitely showed that how like, like I said the other day when we, we talked about him on his own that he is got that technical side that maybe the Countwell does from from uh, what I know of Norwich fans saying about him and he was showing that today. Plus he was also showing he wasn't willing to get bullied, so that was a good sign. But uh, yeah, good that was a good move all round actually, to to break the lines, to get in, to get the cross in, and then for Hadji, preseason or not, you've got to put that way. Well, I think as well, it moves on to nicely what I mentioned before about the manager's comments about Hadji early doors and him maybe playing deeper. Took about 18, 19 minutes and we saw that change. Hadji then moved maybe inside the, the centre circle um, and bridged that gap between midfield and attack that had been lacking early doors. He did. Um, it's his eye for a pass. I mean, he, like, I mean, James says it all the time. He says he may make eight or nine passes that... Um, don't go anywhere, but that one pass that will break through and get you that, that opportunity. Um, yeah, it had you did all right for me. I thought he was all right, um, but that movement into the into back into the sort of centre circle area and he seemed to to pick up a little bit better. Um, I definitely don't think being a, a wider player suits his game at all. Well, listen, it didn't take long. He'd been moved into that that further sort of um, spot, and, and within a couple of minutes, there was a sweeping move. Uh, Dow forces the initial save and then Hadji sort of blazed over. Um, do you think that's just a bit of ring rust from Hadji or, or do you think it's a, it should be a, a slight concern? Uh, well, that one, though, I'll give the, the benefit of the doubt on that one. I mean, the move itself to get it in and Dow to, to hit it, I thought Dow was scoring. I was just waiting for that to to, to burst the net, to be fair. Um, I don't know if any of you watch uh, CJ Novo, but he's fed me lies that every time Dow kicks the ball, he scores with his uh, FIFA run-through. Um, but um, yeah, the Hadji one was a little bit more of a difficult chance to take. It came to him quickly. He's leaning back a bit. It goes over the bar. These things happen. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. And on that one, unfortunately, it was over. Yeah, and I think, I must say, I know I didn't touch real on the on the lineup when we, when I ran through it there, but I was shocked to see both Matondo and Fashioning from the start. I did sort of tweet before the match that is that an opportunity for them to be in the shop window? Well, certainly out the two, Fashion Sean Moore um, on the on the half hour mark does really well cuts inside flashes a shot again the goal that you mentioned before pulls off a really good save uh, it falls to Seema on the rebound and, and he puts it over the bar. Uh, seemed to be the uh, the story of Seema's day over the bar, um, but um, now that Fashion works the space well gets some space into the shooting position, but for me his shot was just a little bit too central, which gave the keeper the best chance of saving it. Um, Put a little bit, a few more inches uh, to the right-hand side as I was looking. So the keeper's left-hand side, I think he's probably going to put that in the corner. So a little bit more care on the shot, but that's Sakala. You get what you get. Um, decent save. And Seema, again, maybe that one just comes to him a bit quick. A uh, bit of ring rust. Give the lad the benefit of the doubt. He's only been in the door five minutes. No, absolutely. Like I was, I'm not going to come down too hard on anyone on today's show because, obviously, as you say, it is a pre-season game. There's plenty coming in hard on certain individuals in the comments. Keep your comments coming. Uh, we do like to read them and we do like to, to pop them on the screen. They are talking points as well. It's great that you've all joined us. Uh, as always, like, share um, uh, and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if this is the first time you're joining us, welcome along as well. Um Right, okay. It's the elephant in the room. 33 minutes on the clock. Tavernier's robbed down the right-hand side. Um, it leads to, to a free kick. They'd, they'd had one previous as well where it sort of flashed past 
Jack Button's um, left-hand post. Let's start initially with, with Tavernier today, um, James. Uh, sorry, Ian. There is there is a lot of people early doors in, in the comments that were maybe sort of gunning through and picking up from where they've left off last season. It was a slow start from the captain, wasn't it? He kind of sort of the the Anthony. He kind of started the way he ended with Anthony Gordon at him last week. Whether he's still having visions of him running at him down the flank, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, he wasn't having the the greatest of games, particularly in that first half. I think he proved in the second half he was a bit better. I mean, the, the the lad who scored their goal did tear him up a bit, but um, I think overall he was better second half than he was. But I seem to be a Hamburg tactic down that side though. Get in as get into goal, get as close to the box as you can and try and win a free kick for that lad to take. Because I think they had three or four in a row and it just seemed to me they got into that area and they just hit the deck as soon as anyone touched them. Um, but, yeah, I just don't think... I don't know, is, is Tav slowing up? I mean, he's been with us eight years. Does he have the heart for it anymore? We'll find out in a couple of weeks when the season starts. Again, pre-season. If you're going to have a bad couple of games, now's the time to do it. So I'm not going to I'm not going to slag the captain off. Um like I said in the last one, when we did the last reaction, where we've been without him in the last couple of seasons. Listen, Mike, not concerned is the fact that it was quite evident on his on his socials that he'd been doing extra work. He'd been abroad uh, somewhere nice, um, putting in some extra training. So you'd think he'd, he'd maybe be a little bit ahead of the, of the rest of the group. And and as William's saying there, maybe shocking's a bit, a bit harsh, but he's been um, in the spotlight, shall we say, uh, during both both matches. Um, it's a, it's a concern, but at the same time, Tavernier should still should should know that he's got Dujon Sterling now breathing down his neck. I know the boy's injured at the moment, but he won't be injured forever. Um, we hope, and uh, um, it, it could be a season of of change uh, at the right at the right back berth. But we'll, we'll wait and see on that. Um, listen, a couple of moments later, I don't want to dwell too much on the negative. A couple of moments later, uh, again, great press from Kieran Dow, a man who, who probably stole the first half, if I must say. Um, Fashion persists and, and, and manages to get the ball in the back of the net. One 0 Rangers. Yeah, it's that press again. They faffed about with it at the back a little bit. Maybe a bit of a hard pass back to their centre half. Um, they get in, nip the ball back. Thought the chance had kind of gone a little bit, but Fashion doesn't give up. I mean, say what you like about the lad. He carries on. He keeps going. He gives you hundred percent all the time. He gets through um, and and picks picks the corner out and and, and manages to find it. I think Stu said in the uh, in the in the group chat though that he had the chance just to lay it off to to see we're in the in the box for a tap in. So if he'd missed it, he'd have been raging. But um, he found the corner, and who doesn't like to see that that man get a goal and that big old smile come across his face? I think Aldo touched earlier on with fashion, and it's no secret. You know, he is hot and cold. Um, you get him at his best; he's he's fantastic. If you get him at his worst. Then um, yeah, there's, it's, it's, it's a waste of a jersey at times. But there's no doubt in his commitment to the club, um, his love of the club. Um, but if we could get a couple of million quid for him, it's certainly one of our most sellable assets, right? At the moment, I'd say so. Um, I did. I mean, this goes back to last season. Whether they're still interested, but Burnley were looking at him. Whether they would look to buy him now that they're in the, the Premier League is a different kettle of fish. I think the Championship he might have been quite quite good at that level. Um, if the Saudi money at four million is true, then if they come knocking, I don't see us turning four million for fashion down. And he will sadly, even though he frustrates every single one of us all of the time, it will be the end for him and he'll be away. Here, here. I agree with you on that one. Um, 
Just before the the end of the half, um, again, Fashion Fashion Junior involved. Quick feet down the left hand side. He gets, I'd probably say, just on the, on the edge of the box. Um, and Ramos, no, not that Ramos, um, takes him down. Uh, penalty Rangers. Three words we love to hear. Um, I didn't see it on the pictures, I must admit, but apparently Seema was was keen to take it. Uh, the captain surely uh, taking the, the responsibility off him and, and dispatching with, with conviction, right? Yeah, so the, I heard uh, Tom commentator say that like Seema's got the ball. and was like, Yeah, but Tav's going to take that off him, no doubt about that. And that's what happened. Um, initially, when he went down, I didn't actually think it was a penalty. Um, so I don't say this often. Fair play to Clancy for giving it. That must have hurt. Um, don't but, say that ever again. <laughs> but uh, on the replay, you see it. He, he makes no contact. He's in the box. It's definitely a definite pen. And I don't know. Most of ninety-five percent of the time, you're pretty confident that Tam's going to tuck it away. Um, I actually thought the keeper got closer to it than he did as well. Uh, once the replay, you see that Tav put it in just in the right place. No keepers getting to it. Perfect penalty as always from the uh, El Capitano. Uh, interestingly, I'd listened to another podcast a couple of weeks ago. It was it was Cammy Bell, um, just in a bit, a bit of deep dive into his career, etc. But he did say that after training, um, Tavernier would say to him, "Do you want to stop out for free kicks, penalties, etc.?" And he would say to him, "I'm going to put." He would tell him where he was putting it. He would tell the goalie where he was putting it because he was that hell bent on. Even if the goalie knows where I'm putting it, he's still not going to save it. And there were shades of that today, wasn't there? There were shades of that today, but then you know, if you're going to pay penalties against the keeper, Cammy Bell's the one you're probably going to score 99 out of 100, especially if you put them in the air. Um, but uh, no, I mean, you, know, you can tell he puts the work into his penalties, and he's got a variation of penalties, so that's why you're confident when the man steps up. So it was a shock when he misses one. So at half time, Rangers go in two 0 lead. Um, and pretty much you get the feeling, because obviously you know that they're after substitutions are coming, which I'll touch on a moment, that there was an area set of job done. Yeah, you kind of went in at half time. You go, well, I don't see us losing now. Um, my boy took 30 seconds to look up from his switch and went, we're going to destroy them in the second half. Um, didn't turn out that way. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think at that point, Tuna in a friendly, get through it now, don't get any more injuries. We get another one, we get another one. Um, and yeah, job done, like you say. The second half started in earnest with five changes for Rangers, no less. Um, Lundstrom, Suter, Ifeko, Cantwell and Lammers all entered, uh, seeing the back of Hadji, Dowell, Fashion, Ben Davies and Leon Balligan. Now, the two centre-halves, I must say, had very little to do. So, you know, you can't decry them um, for that. However... In the comments when we started up, I know I said to you, like, we won't deep dive into player performances too much, but Jonathan Efeko again seems to catch the eye. Whether that's because he's a youth player or not, I do not know. But I'm starting to wonder the fact that he's playing minutes now, does this mean that we're going to invest the money that's there in Danilo and not pursue another centre half, i.e., trusty Panzo that have been linked already? Like I say, I was shocked when he came on at half time. I was like, oh, 45 minutes for that, like, considering he only had like 20 the other night. Um, it's yes and no for me. Um, I, can, I can see the benefits of keeping the money and trying to get Danilo in um, and, and using the money in that sense. But he is still raw and it is what, less than 90 minutes in preseason that this lad's played. Um, I can see the benefits of having him there, but if Leon King isn't as 
far away again as we previously thought because Bill's come out and said that he's probably going to be back playing in the next five, six weeks. Um, I think I still think we need another centre-back that isn't one of our youth. I mean, I'm, I'm all for promoting the youth, definitely. I will champion that and we've got to give these lads a chance. Otherwise, what's the point of having a, a youth system? I know we can make money from it by selling them on and all the rest of it, but if we're not bringing them through to the first team, what's the point? But I do feel we will bring another centre back in, regardless of how Efeko's doing. Well, I sort of tend to agree with Gary. Now the news is broke that um, Leon King isn't as far away as, as first feared, then we may just look to bridge that gap with the likes of Jonathan Efeko. Uh, and once Leon's fit to return to the fold, then that would probably be the four that we go with. Yeah, but. I think it's a bit of battle scarring, really, because I was still deep in the mind of what happened to us last season with our centre-backs, and we ended up with Lundstrom and, and Sands having to play centre-back for Michael Bill's first game because we didn't have anybody fit. Um, it's, it's, about, it's about whether Leon King and Yefeko, will they bring a league title in? Or do we spend a little bit more money, get a little bit of extra cover, just in case? I mean, I agree with Mike. Didn't he level for a centre-back? Get him in, get him done. Because the, the, the window has got a long way to run. We've got an entire month to go yet. So get Danilo in and then concentrate on the centre-back. But I, I, I'm just in the mind that we might just need another centre-back, someone a little bit more dominating, not a footballing playing one, just someone who dominates. That ball comes in, dare I say it, Katic-like, but another level Katic. Well, listen, let's get back to the action. 55 minutes on the clock. Ridvan, who I thought, by the way, had a really good game, uh, crosses a, a lovely ball in the box and, and, and Sima ends up putting it over the bar. And as you said earlier, it seemed to be a recurring theme for the big man. Yeah. Um, I think it was one of those, like, how did he miss it? Um, but again, it's pre-season. If you're going to have your bad games, now's the time to do it and then hit the ground running uh, when the when the, the proper stuff starts next month. Um I just think he had an off day. I mean, I was quite impressed with him versus Newcastle um, today. Less so, but he is still a young lad at 22, finding his way. He's not pl played a lot of football. I know he's at Angers last year, but they were at the bottom of the, of the league. So it's difficult to get a judge and a player when they're playing for a team that aren't that good. Same way that uh, Dessas and, and Lammers had that struggle in Italy. So time will tell on him. But yeah, I think we need to work on his finishing maybe a little bit. Well, listen, the chances kept coming for the big man and no less than three minutes later, a well-worked corner, whipped into the box. Lamler seems to head it on to Seema. He's at the back stick and you think, you'd, you know, you'd bet your house on him putting that one away. Yeah, that one was definitely a head and hand moment. So even even for a pre-season, Fredley was like, have you missed it? Have you done that? Um, but, you know, it, I think it will come. It's a, there's, there's something there. You can see it. Um, we just need to just, you know, maybe... It's, get his confidence up a little bit um, and and hopefully a run of games pre-season and then he hits the ground running in, in the uh, in the upcoming couple of weeks before things start. But, you know, will, will he play from the start going forward with Lammers and Dessers now at the club? Will he be more effective off the bench? Who knows? We'll see. Well, since it's, it's a point well made and as Finn Fogel says there, you know, we've got a, a plethora at centre-back, you know, a list of names there, as you can see. Uh, we're an out-and-out goal scorer, ASAP. Is Danilo going to be that man, do you think, Ian? By all accounts, he wants to come to the club. It's just Feyenoord uh, 
holding off. I mean, I know they're trying to bring in a striker at the moment and for, for sort of double the amount that we were offering for uh, for Danilo. So if they get him, whoever this striker is, I know they're trying to bring someone in, um, then that opens the door. And if you buy a striker for 10 million and then get 5 million straight back, no, 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 no. Don't bring it up. We all love him and we'll all come to love him again later in the life, but no. Um, but no, I mean, if you sell a player, if you buy a player for 10 million and there's a club who are sort of in and around your your valuation of five million, you get half that money back, then they'll, they'll sell him eventually. But I've said it, I said it on uh, a previous uh, Rabble podcast that Danilo might just take a little bit of time. Because then Feyenoord will wait. They're going to wait until they get what they want and get the player in to replace him. So that's just how it works. That's football. Absolutely. Uh, as I say, um, you know, it's watch this space. You know, the manager's now talking about the player as well, which makes you think there's definitely something in it. Um, so, yeah, we wait with bated breath. Um, you mentioned um, Sima. He was taking off on the hour, uh, as were a few others. So we saw Bonner come on, Bailey Rice, who I thought was really good. Um, Kimar Roof, great to see him see him back and, and finish that finish a match, and, and obviously uh, Cyril Dessers came on as well. Ridvan Sima, Rabi Matondo, and Nico Raskin exited. I, I want to come to you on Rabi Matondo. Now, there's probably nothing you can say right now that's not been said before on this podcast. However, um, I'll 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 put it to you in another manner. Are we going to persist with this guy, or is it a case of he's getting minutes to try and sort of get someone to catch his eye so we can shift him out? No, I've said, I said, I think I said it at the start. I want this kid to do well. I do want him to do well. It's sort of that uh, Diego Forlan, Philip Shibo type thing where you just you're willing them to do something, something just to break that that curse that they seem to have on him. But like, that first shot, after that, he had the 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 touch of a bag of spanners. He couldn't control that ball. He couldn't do anything right for doing wrong. If that's putting him in the shop window, I don't see many people looking to buy him. Man's got pace to burn, but other than that, I don't see what else he's got. Um, I've been a defender of him. I've tried to sort of say, no, 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 he's, he's got something. Something will happen. He'll turn it around, but he's, he's not going to. And I think if anyone comes in with any sort of money to some recoup, even if it's just half of what we got, for, for buying him in, then we we bite the hand off and let him go. Absolutely, um, I'm hoping that that, that is the case because I don't see Ravi Matondo um, featuring heavily for the for the team this year unless there's a, a raft of injuries. And uh, he's obviously a high earner as well, reportedly. So it probably do best for both parties to, to maybe sit apart ways. Um, 72 minutes, uh, we get a nice little bit of interchange between Tavernier and and the the oncoming Cyril Dessers. Um, results in a can't real strange head, a really looping effort, and he's like a ballerina sort of taking it. Um, and then the follow up from, from, from Dessers um, doesn't find its way to, to the back of the net, neither. No, but Dessers doesn't find the back of the net because of another good save from the, the Hamburg goalkeeper. So, um, fair play to him for that. Uh, Tav's one was it my eyes, or did he kind of not think he was going to get there? So he sort of stopped and then changed his mind again and thought, No, I can make that. And yeah, I, I think I'd agree. He was caught in two minds, absolutely, yes. I think that cost him getting the finish. Uh, when Cantwell's header went up, I went, well, that's going over. And then he hit the bar. And then Des has done it. It was just oh, one after another. Um, three decent chances, all in one good go, but eventually a, a, a good save by the Hamburg goalkeeper. If, if we can, for a moment, talk about Dessers. Um, now, feel free to shoot me down in the comments, by the way, if you want to. I saw 
real shades of Alfredo Morelos in terms of positional play. He was coming really deep at times. Um, he was in around the, the, the D on the 18 yard line a bit as well. Um, what was your first impression? Yeah, much like you, he come deep, and it was that sort of Alfredo esque. He's not in the in the same mode where he's sticking a his big old butt into the, someone's chest to try and turn them and all that sort of stuff. But he's willing to come deep and do the hard yards, as uh, Tom kept saying quite a few times in commentary, to get the ball, chase it down, and all the rest of it. A um, couple of decent little flicks here and there. Um, unlucky with this chance that we just talked about. Um, I think. Um, I think we can expect some good things, hopefully, coming uh, going forward. Uh, I quite like what I saw. Time will tell again. Again, you can't make much of a judgment on well, less than half an hour of football, however long he was on for. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it'll definitely be a challenge for a lot of defenders in Scotland, that's for sure. 77 minutes. Uh, we get another chance. Now, Lammers, his feet are just sometimes dazzling. Um, mm. He shows well, gets a good cross. Uh, it just needed a touch from anyone, really, to find the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, they didn't know what to do with him either, Hamburg. They're pulling at his shirt, they're trying to get him down, um, and he fires that ball over. Um, like you said, just a, a little tiny touch, and that flies in. Uh, Hamburg, defender gets it, clears it out for a corner. Uh, I'm impressed by Lammers again when he came on, direct, likes to take the ball in, run at players. Yeah, again, him and Dessers at the moment, I'm, I'm quite happy with what he brought in. I know that we all looking at stats and all the rest of it going forward uh, from what they did before. But I, I can't say they've done anything wrong since they came in and, and Lammers looks good to me. And then arguably the, the largest cheer of the afternoon uh, on 78 minutes, we see the returning Tom Lawrence, um, the forgotten man uh, in, in such ways. Uh, he comes on for, for Tavernier and that's a, that's a great sight, isn't it? Yeah, that was superb. Probably the best thing about the entire game, really, today was seeing Tom Lawrence get back on. Um, I was quite happy to see Ruth get back on and actually fall over and get up and carry on. But um, uh, now seeing Lawrence come back on and he looks good. He looks he looks pretty fit. He wasn't shying yeah. away, was he? He wanted the ball straight away, and yeah. um, that's all you can ask from him. Yep, definitely. He wanted that ball. I think there was a little bit at the end toward the end where he got the ball danced past a player or two, and it looked like he was going to go for the shot, but it got, it got closed down, so he had to sort of find the way out and find the player. But, yeah, he, he didn't... doesn't look like he's missed too much of a step in the way he's been playing. Oof, that's the shout. That's the that's, that's shout of the podcast, isn't it? John there, Big Sam reminds me of Loudrup. Regardless <laughs> if it's Brian or Michael, it's still an outstanding... That's a hell of a shout. ...from John. Um, John, I hope you're having a fantastic afternoon. It sounds like you are. Um... <laughs> So on on the 80th minute we see a, 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 again a great press from Kamal Roof and I must say he was at it from when he came on he manages to to, to put the keeper under a bit of pressure and it sort of comes to Dessers and and he takes it first time and I don't think it's how he envisaged that shot coming away do you? No, it didn't certainly didn't look like it anyway, uh, but that's what you get when um, with Kamal and he, he just he battles away. Well, a fit Kamal Roof is is a sight to behold and just. As even Andy Little said it in commentary, if we can keep this guy fit, um, again, he's not shying away from it. He's not trying to run away from tackles or anything like that. He's throwing himself in with the thick of it. A few of uh, the trademark Kamar Roof slides to try and get the ball back. Um, and Dessers, on another day, gets that, pings it straight in the top corner. So, you know, you never know. 
that's it's a point you make there about Kamar Roof, and, it, and it'll be the, the Rangers' way that this guy, obviously, in the, in the last year of his contract, will probably go on to have a very good season. We will extend it and then probably never see him again. But hopefully, I'm I'm wrong, and and, and I really, I really like Kamar Roof. I, I think he's, he's he's as we've said many a time on this pod, arguably the best finisher at the football club. Had he not had injury problems, he probably wouldn't be at Rangers. Um, so I, I think he's someone we can use this season, um, even if it is sparingly at the right time. Because uh, I really do like him, and I, and I feel like he loves being at Rangers as well. He, he's finally found a, a home as such. So I'm hoping Michael Beale can actually get the best out of him this year, and, and, we, and we do see the fruits of his labour. Um, the game finishes with a, a free kick that's probably unstoppable, pinged into the top corner. Jack Butland, no chance. Um, I did want to come come to you on 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 Butland's performance. There was a comment earlier. Someone said that. Uh, that we should look at that that boy and try and sign him. I'm very reluctant to buy players off the back of one display it, uh, against ourselves. However, we'll talk about the goalkeeper. He didn't have a lot to do. Um, most of it was set plays. What what's your what's your early impression about Jack Butland? I quite like him. I do. I'm, I know it seems to be a repetitive thing, and, and a lot of you'll probably think I'm scared of slagging a Rangers player off. Trust me, I'm not. When the time comes, I will. Um, but I think his positioning. He was talking to the back four. He wasn't scared to turn around and have a go at someone. Um, I think there's a couple of crosses that came in in the first half and he was quick to turn around and get, tell him to shut that down, don't let it happen again. Um, his positioning for the free kicks, right, the one that the guy in the first half, he, he whips it in when I think everyone was expecting him to, to cross it. Um, maybe, he, but his positioning was good. So even if it was in the uh, on target, I think he's got it covered. And the free kick at the end, even the previous... previous um, Owner of the number one jersey at Ibrox was never going to save that, I don't think. Even in his pomp, I think he struggles to get to that. Okay, so the game finishes 2 1. Now, I've just got a couple of things that I'll run over. It's just me and yourself, so it probably is going to be a shorter podcast than usual if we'd had a, a full squad um, to, to, to relate to football terms. But um, when, I, when I saw the initial lineup, and that, you know, Lowry omission, I know he'd played with it with a B team earlier on the day. It was brought to my attention when I, when I tweeted that out. Friend of the show, JD, had said to me, it, you know, it's, it might be a damning indictment of where Alec Lowry is at the moment. Now, I kind of thought Tuesday night when he came on, he showed really well. Um, he had that chance late on that probably on another day might have gone into the bottom corner. Last season, I felt was going to be his breakthrough year. Uh, personal reasons, other bits and bobs probably, um, you know, curtailed that somewhat. However, if it's going to happen for Alex Lowry at Rangers, surely it needs to be this season? Yeah, it needs to be this season. But I had a similar conversation with someone when they mentioned Ryan Jack wasn't in the in the squad for today. And I said, well, at the end of the day, you've got so many spots on the bench. It's pre-season. You're trying to get a look at certain people to see if they're worthwhile doing it. Maybe they know enough about Lowry that to, he, they know he's got what he's got in the tank, what he's got in the brain and, and to move forward this season. And they've got that spot. So you can only fill the bench with with so many people and you can only start with 11. So sit this one out, come back in for Olympiakos, uh, hopefully on the trip to, to, to Hoffenheim as well. And I don't think there's anything to worry about with his omission today, but you're right. If it if it's going to be the season, it has to be now. Um, if he doesn't play much this season, then I don't see him ever getting into that first team and, and being the player we all hope he can be. Yeah, it's, uh, it would break my heart. I really would. T- talking about another youth player who, who came on, he got, he got thirty minutes today. Was young Bailey Rice. Um, I don't want to heap too much, you know, pressure on the boy, but he can play, right? 
Yeah, I mean, he didn't look out of place against Newcastle. He didn't look out of place today. He sort of positioned himself in front of that back four and, and even dropped in occasionally, sort of doing that, what Lundstrom was doing last time, uh, breaking in to make it a back three. Confidence on the ball, not afraid to stop, take a look and, and try and pass. He's not rushing it. And I kind of, you kind of work out youth players and how good the rest of like the first team players are if they're not afraid to pass them the ball in a tight situation and they weren't with with Rice neither were they with um, Ifeko but yeah Rice definitely I think the, the, the lads definitely got a future I can see him hopefully breaking through I seen with it with a short backing sides buzz cut as well he's gets oh, yeah. shades of a young Barry Ferguson there but I I'd not watched a lot of youth football last season I'm not gonna you know pretend to do so uh, watch the Glasgow Cup and it's I always find it's hard to judge young players when they're playing against other young players. But that boy certainly stood out on that occasion as well. So high hopes for him. Um, really, really high hopes for him. Um, yeah, that's the only time I saw... I mean, like literally the only games down here you get for the youth games were the, the Rangers Celtic games that were on YouTube and that sort of stuff. And like you say, it's difficult against your the same age level, especially when you're that far ahead of everyone. But yeah, he looked like a man against boys when he was playing and spraying out passes and all the rest of it. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely one to look for, I think. Well, that brings us nicely into the, the, that sort of midfield area. Um, John Lundstrom uh, came on as, as well this afternoon. We've heard the manager say that we've got Sifuentes definitely on a pre-contract, uh, probably working to try and get him in in this window rather than waiting until then. Um, Bailey Rice uh, into the mix. If Sifuentes does come in, does that spell the end for the best on earth, John Lundstrom? <laughs> Captain John? Stu's, Stu's mate, Captain John. Um, just say because I know it'll trigger him. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't see where he would fit. If you've got um, Dow, Raskin, Rice, Lowry, all these players, where does Lundstrom fit in here? Do we keep a player that had six months decent spell, but hasn't done anything else either side of that? Just to, come, just, so just to come back at you, there, you, you just run, you ran off a, a, a list of names there, and the one sort of standout comparison from John Lundstrom to the rest of those guys is, is John Lundstrom reluctantly plays forward, with these these guys are, you know, progressively trying to play forward. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's that's the bit that frustrates me with, with Lundstrom. We all know he can actually do it, and if he he does, then he can be a driving force in the middle. But he just doesn't do it enough, and. He has a tendency to to play that safe pass, or I think you saw it in Newcastle. I know that Lewis said he played all right, but um, there's a couple against Newcastle where he got the ball and flings it across and did a duffy and just put it straight out of play. Um, so for me, if 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 Sofuentes does come in, then I think we'll probably be taking offers for um, for Lundstrom, and again, reluctantly, that'll be him on his way. I really hope Sifuentes can get done because what I've seen of him, the guy just ticks all the boxes. He's a massive unit. Um, seems to make late runs in the box and goals as well. So I know I know that I heard a, a, a caller on another phone in last night um, say that Rangers fans are getting really excited about players they've never heard of. Um, but I dare say they were the same when they were getting linked to guys from the Far East as well. So just let us enjoy it, mate. Thanks very much. Um, Ian, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up uh, just by sort of talking about Olympiacos on on Wednesday. Um, you know, the games are coming thick and fast. It's not going to be long before we're sort of running out at, at, at Rugby Park um, this time in, in 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 a fortnight. The match will be well underway. 
what what do the players that are on the periphery need to do to try and get into Michael Beale's eye? And have the new guys shown enough to make you feel confident this is going to be the season we all want it to be? I can see it in flashes. There's not enough of it constantly, but again, only the sort of second game of preseason for real. Um, I think we could be onto something special. The the squad's building; it's beginning to look good. It is. Depends which one you have, though. Uh, my mushroom rice fan myself. Um, you, um, it's beginning to look good. What else he brings in? So obviously, if Fuentes and Danilo come in, that'll that'll put us onto another level. Um, it's beginning to take shape. Hopefully, they all gel. It's a hard thing to bring in this many players and have them gel quickly. It's a difficult thing to do, but I think Bill is a type of manager that can do it. He did it at QPR. Yep, yeah, okay, he left QPR on about a run of I think, but I think he knew he was leaving, they knew he was leaving. But initially QPR were riding the crest of a wave with Bill when he brought in like eight, nine players at that point as well. So he's definitely the man to gel this and knit this together. It's gonna to be exciting. Um, but that first game at Kamarnik will tell us a lot. But I like the way we're doing the friendlies where we've got one Saturday, one Wednesday, one Saturday, one Wednesday, because that's what the season is gonna be like when we start with league games, Champions League qualifiers, all the way to the first international break. So, yeah, looking forward to the start of the season. I can see bits of it. I can see it beginning to come together. Just hope we, it does what I think it's got in my head that it's going to do. Listening, thanks for, for soldiering on with just me today. Um, guys in the comments, I'm sorry. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's short and sweet uh, this evening. But as can I, say, I just bring up one more player before we go? Of course, yeah, fine. We've kind, of, we've kind of drifted over him. We didn't talk about him. It was Ridvan. In that well, listen, I, I, well, I, I did touch on him actually, and I, and I wanted to come back to him. Thanks for doing that. I, you know, the guy seemed for me grows and grows every time he plays for Rangers. I know in our sort of rabble chat, and um, one of the boys had highlighted that he's going to get pilfered with long balls, and and, and that will really be the test of him. But I, I don't see that. I see a tenacious, a tenacious uh, wee guy, and uh, with a massive heart who knows there's a jersey up for grabs, and, and seems to be trying to stake a claim to to, to get that. Yeah, I don't see him losing it. I think he is the first choice going into the season. I'll tell you what I noticed, and I did make a note. I don't make many many notes during a game. I usually just go from memory as best I can. But what I noted is that uh, Ridvan engages with the, the the striker or whoever's on his side and makes them make a decision. And nine times out of ten today, that decision meant we got the ball back. And Borna doesn't do that. Borna stands off, lets them come at him. And usually gives him a window to cross the ball. Ridvan doesn't do that, and I like that. Listen, that was that was sports scene type analysis scene. I love that. Um, Okie dokie. Listen, we're going to call it there. Um, enjoy your evening in the comments, guys. Um, you know, enjoy it responsibly. If you can't be good, don't be bad, as they say. Um, Ian, thanks again for joining me. Like, share, subscribe. As I said before, we're back on YouTube Monday as always. Um, and if you're not um, sufficed with just that content, we are on Patreon. We do put out stuff every single day of the week. So uh, the link's in the description in the comments. Uh, hit it, sign up, see what you think. Uh, and we're quite content that you'll hang around. Looking forward to the season now, guys. It's not far away. Uh, but for tonight, thanks very much, Ian. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much, mate. See you again soon. Podcast Network.